We've got week 14 running back start sit questions. Plus, is KJ Osborne a must start wide receiver down the stretch? Next on Fantasy Football Today in Five. Welcome to Fantasy Football Today in Five. I'm Chris Towers. Dan Schneier's here with me. Talk about some start sit dilemmas among running backs in the NFC for week 14. Plus, Thursday's game between the Vikings and Steelers that actually ended up being a lot more exciting than you might have thought if you turned it off at halftime with the Vikings up 23 to nothing. Let's talk about that game first before we get to some start-sit questions. And on the Vikings side, let's first note that Dalvin Cook had arguably the best game of his career, (laughs) rushing for 205 yards and two touchdowns, despite being just 11 days removed from a dislocated shoulder in a game where I assumed he wasn't playing as of Thursday morning until we got reports indicating otherwise. And turns out Jamie ranking him at RB6 may have been too low in this one. So he's a must-start moving forward. Uh, There's always risk of re-injury. He's got a long track record of shoulder injuries, but the way they used him, it doesn't seem like they're going to limit him at all moving forward. So I'll ask you, how are you feeling about K.J. Osborne coming off a three-catch, 83-yard game with a 62-yard touchdown that kind of saved his game if you started him, but you'd have nine targets on 31 pass attempts with Adam Thielen out. So how are you viewing K.J. Osborne moving forward? I'm going to plant a flag here, Chris, because I do believe he has league-winning potential upside. I'm that high on KJ Osborne. He's a player who we talked about earlier this season on waivers, and we said, you know what? He's flashing. He looks good, but is he going to get the opportunity? Mm -hmm. Now the opportunity is there in that Kubiak offense. It runs pretty much through the wide receiver one and wide receiver two. There's a lot of easy looks that come based off the run game. And if you can put up a game like that in a game where the Vikings had a lead for most of the game, weren't thrown for most of the game, I think at one point they had one passing yard in the second half prior to that. So I like him, especially in better game script where the Vikings will have to be throwing the ball more. Yeah, he was a fifth round pick in the 2020 draft, but pretty good size, six foot, 203 pounds, 448, 40 yard dash. So he's a pretty good athlete for a guy without much pedigree. And, you know, only three catches. That's a little disappointing. Needed the long touchdown, but the nine targets, I think, are very, very promising. Let's move to the Steelers side where Chase Claypool had a very good game as well. Also nine targets that came on 40 pass attempts for the Steelers. So still a pretty good target share there. Eight catches for 93 yards. That offense was miserable in the first half. They looked, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger looked like he might retire at (laughs) halftime with the way he was getting beat up. But Chase Claypool ends up with eight catches for 93 yards. Roethlisberger passed for 308 and three touchdowns. How are you viewing Chase Claypool moving forward? Well, first, I want to get out the old man in me who didn't love when Claypool caught a little seven-yard slant to keep their drive alive, then bragged and did the first downside, didn't give the ball to the ref, and the Steelers lost like 12 <laughs> seconds, and it was like killing me. But as far as fantasy Oh, he goes, had a awful first half. I think he had a, fum- a fumble. Blew a blew a tackle or a, a block on a third and one that cost them a, a first down drive from an NFL from a football standpoint it was bad but from a fantasy standpoint I do think he's going to continue to be an option that you can rely on not not necessarily as anything more than like a wide receiver three in that fringe range because he's not making as many plays down the field and he's not mm-hmm. as much of a he does hasn't had as much of a role in the red zone this season I don't feel like so one touchdown yeah so it's not someone you can trust for too much but I, I can go flex wide receiver three with him. Yeah, I think he's in the wide receiver like 25 to 30 range okay. most weeks moving forward. All right, and let's move on to some start-sit calls, and we'll talk about running back because running back actually might be the deepest position right now, but there are a ton of questions about usage and roles and injuries right now. So we'll start with a guy who I think a lot of people are quite down on, Ezekiel Elliott. But Tony Pollard hasn't practiced yet this week, has a torn plantar fascia in his foot. that They expect him to play, but 
certainly think it could limit his that, that explosiveness that's kind of his key in this offense. So would you start Ezekiel Elliott this week? And would you start Tony Pollard? I would bench Pollard. I think that injury has a chance of re-injury. We've seen it before. That's mm-hmm. a tricky one. And in, in turn, I'd start Elliott. I think he's going to have a big role in this game because of it. Yeah, I think he's going to have probably five plus targets and, and mm-hmm. maybe 15 plus carries as well. I think we could see a kind of vintage Ezekiel Elliott workload, especially with the extra time off after the week 13 Thursday night game. How are you viewing the Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon split? This is one of the key ones that a lot of people are going to be asking about this week. I'm viewing it as I like them both. I love the game script in this. I think on in prime time, they're 12 and a half point favorites. They'll run away with this game. I actually think Dylan's probably the better play because of that, because the Packers mm-hmm. are going to be up by so much, but I think they're both going to get their fair share of touches and a lot of touchdown opportunities for both. Yeah. I still have Aaron Jones ranked higher. I'm not mm-hmm. expecting a return to the like week one usage where Dylan was like seven carries per game and maybe a target. He's been too good for that, but I have to defer to Aaron Jones at this point. He's been so good for so long, but I do think both are top 24 running backs. And would you rather start two guys with pretty big question marks right now? David Montgomery, who has a shoulder, a groin and a glute injury. He missed practice on Wednesday, was back on Thursday. So expect him to play, but could be a little limited against that Green Bay matchup. Or Sonny Michelle, who Daryl Henderson looks like he's going to play. He was active last week, but didn't play. But Henderson was limited in today's walkthrough practice. So I would expect him to be active. Who would you rather play, David Montgomery or Sonny Michelle with Daryl Henderson? Looking well, I'll start by well. following the coach speak on this one. I really like what McVeigh said about Michelle after last game. Talked about he wants to get him involved. Like, he said he's not going to completely take Henderson out of the rotation. But even that is a great sign for Michelle, the fact that he said that. And on the flip side, in a game I expect the – Packers to run away with there's a chance they don't even play Montgomery in the second half of the Bears so this one to me would be Michelle for sure the one thing that gives me pause is the Bears finally used Montgomery in the passing game last week he had mm-hmm. nine targets but obviously that was without uh, Justin Fields at quarterback Justin Fields this year has had about a 12 percent target rate to running backs he just takes off and scrambles rather than dumping it off so that's a concern so I agree I think I might rather have Michelle I might have to move uh, Montgomery down in my rankings so That's something to keep an eye on as we head into Sunday. All right, for Dan, I'm Chris. Thanks for listening to Fantasy Football Today in 5. We'll be back on Saturday with Jacob Gibbs and Adam Azer. We'll see you then. Bye.